0: This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkle Nay Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. I am
1: your host, Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, pastorship of Kirkland Smith. Welcome once again to Victory Lane. And our subject today is going to be excuses, 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 taken from Luke, the ninth chapter, verses 57 through 62. Amen. Amen. Let us read. Coming from the King James Version of the Bible. Luke nine fifty seven through 62. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said also, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we come to you this morning thanking you for your grace, goodness, and mercy. We pray, dear Lord, as your word go forth, Lord, that it touch the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls, that it prosper where you have sent, and accomplish what you have it to accomplish. We ask you in the name of Jesus to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name we pray and for his sake, amen. Excuses, excuses, excuses. What's your excuse? An excuse is to serve an apology to justify oneself from a release of an obligation or duty by or for a particular reasons. Some reasons are legit and some are not. You yourself know when you are giving a good reason or if you are giving an excuse. People can come up with a million and one excuses as to why they have not completed a task or will not take on a task. It's too hard. I don't have time. And even better is the excuse with the reason using the grammatical conjunction of two words which nullify, invalidate, or void whatever you have just said previous to what you are about to say. Those two words are but and because I would, but I can't. Because I would go to church, but I would go to Sunday school, but because I would go to Bible study, but I would become a member of the choir or the usher boy or or, or or a ministry at the church, but I don't have time. I would, but because of excuses, excuses, excuses. I would help out, but I just don't have time. So now so now you are giving yourself a way out of being committed. That's what happens when people don't want to commit unto anything. They give themselves an excuse, a way out, because they don't want to be committed. As long as I am not a member of the church, some of you watching me right now are don't want to be committed because you say to yourself, as long as I am not a member of the church or any other church, then I cannot be expected to perform certain duties. I cannot be expected to be there on Sunday morning. I cannot be expected to be at Bible study and or prayer meeting, If long as I am not a member. Some of you go to church regularly to a church, and you are refusing or you will not allow yourself to be a member of that church because of one reason, and that reason is you do not want to be committed. You do not want to commit yourself unto God and serving unto God. Therefore, you give yourself an excuse as to why you will not serve God in the community of the church and its organism. We are not called to be superficial Christians, rather we are called to be disciples, seeking the opportunity to make an impact in the lives of others by spreading the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today we have Christ speaking with three men regarding a spiritual obligation, and that obligation is to follow him. 57 and 58 reads, And it came to pass, and as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. 58, And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. My interpretation by the Spirit of God that's given, given to me is that this man was preoccupied with earthly security. Jesus told him that he has no home here on earth and that him being the son of man of Adam, yet he is the son of God, the father. And when you follow me, you will have to be willing and able to sacrifice all that you have in following Christ. I'll get more to that. There is no security in these things that we have, rather that God has let us have as we travel through this life. We must realize that in following Jesus, there are no excuses. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? We must count the cost and be sold out for Christ. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for the sake of of me and the gospel shall save his life. That's what Jesus said. For following me, you shall save your life and be rewarded in the long run with eternal life. What's your excuse for not serving Jesus? The way you know you can't serve him. Some folk need to stop procrastinating and putting off serving God. I would, but I can't because excuses, excuses, excuses. Jesus is calling you today. What is your excuse? Let's look at verse 59 and 60. And he said unto another follow me but he said lord let me first go bury my father. Jesus said unto him let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of god. So don't be like this other guy who said see the Jewish custom At at, was at this time when your father passed away, you were to stay at home and mourn for the death of your loved one and get things in order. However, this guy, father, was not even dead yet because if he was dead, he would have been at home. And Jesus is not saying to this man not to mourn, rather he is saying to him to give up his family and follow him, he says, and let the dead bury their own dead. In other words, handle your business and let the dead bury their dead. There's nothing you can do about death and those in the graveyard. When you're done your business, come home, grieve for grieve as you, normally as you would. I don't know what normal is. everybody grieved differently. But the but the but the main thing is is to get back in line, following Jesus. Okay, that's what Jesus wants you to do. He's not saying not to mourn, but he's saying to him uh, uh, that you you need to give up your family and follow me. Dad is dead. He he was not. Jesus said, "Think not that I come to." With, with, with peace, I come with a sword, I come to divide a, a father against his son a mother against her daughter the mother against the daughter in law the daughter in law against the mother in law the son in law against the, 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 the father in law, I didn't come to, to uh, uh uh with peace I come to divide, I come with a sword, I come to divide your family up I come to cut through your family if your family means more to you than me then you're not worthy of me. You can't love two masters. You can't love them more than you love me. That's what Jesus is saying. You got to be willing to sacrifice and follow Jesus. Stop procrastinating and leave stuff behind you and follow Jesus. What's your excuse? What's your excuse? Are you looking back on what was, how it was way back in the day? well, you can't look back. I mean, you can visit, but don't stay there. Sure. Uh, uh, Looking back, you made some mistakes along the way. You did some wrong things. You made some bad choices and you had some mess ups and some screw ups. But that was then. This is now. Christ said, that's all right about the, about your hang ups, about your mess ups about the things that happened to you in the past, he said, I forgive you because I love you. Don't get hung up and caught up on your past. It's like, check this out. It's nothing short of stagnation, a hindrance in your walk with God. Rather, hold on and keep looking forward and moving forward. Check this out. When you drive in your car and you are driving forward on the freeway, you are looking ahead. Every once in a while, you glance in the rearview mirror and you see the traffic behind you. But you're not headed that way. You're headed the other way. You're going forward. You can't get, you can't get ahead looking backwards. Let me read 61 and 62. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, verse 62, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. What's your excuse? You see, what this guy said, I want to go and see my old friends and tell them now that I'm following Jesus. Okay? Okay? Well, all those old friends are not a part of the new friends. And all those old friends are still going to be doing the same things that they were doing when you were with them. And more than likely, those friends who you want to tell the good news to want to keep you down to where they're at. The old adage uh, uh, cliche says, misery loves company. Don't get caught up. They want to keep you down, some folks, spiritually. They don't want you to grow. They want you to stay with them. They want you to stay in, in the mess. They want you to stay caught up in drugs, in, in, in illicit sexual behavior. They want you to stay... Caught up in sin and doing all illicit uh, acts of immorality, they want you to be caught up not serving God because they're not serving God, so they don't want you to serve God. Misery loves company. As soon as you get clean and sober, they're going to have something for you when you walk past them. How do I know? I know from experience. I'm telling you, you got to let those folks go if you. If you are surrendered your life to a clean and sober and living program, 12 steps they call it, but you need to surrender to Jesus. That's why a lot of people relapse because you surrender to a 12-step program, surrender to a man who's a sponsor. What if he ain't home? You surrender to a meeting that, what if it ain't going right? And you're listening to that a surrender to God, surrender to Jesus. That gives you more strength than, than, than the 12 step program and a sponsor who you call on the phone that ain't going to be there. But here, here's what happens is you get caught up and you, and, and, and you relapse because you get around that same environment. I mean, I get tired of hearing. Those, I went, I went, I went, I went in those war stories. Those pink elephants, well, uh, today was a, 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 a bad day. I almost uh, uh, uh hit my dog because my dog messed in the house, and because he almost did that, I thought I might pick up and use it, but I thought I'd come to a meeting. What if the dog do mess up? Oh, let me go get a hit. Oh, let me go have a drink. Yeah, and you those war stories I, I tell you I went to them war stories and when I walked out of that place I was ready to pick up and use I had to get God on my side I couldn't wait to use I even went and got a chip couple of chips what good is a chip when you ain't got Jesus that chip can't do nothing for you you need Jesus that's just a FYI Because, check this out, when you start growing in Christ, you start to grow spiritually. And when you start to grow spiritually, you begin to grow in every area of your life. Those friends that you were going to say well to are are not trying to grow spiritually and walk with God. And that's why you got to leave them behind and drop them like that bad habit. You can't affiliate with those folks again. You can't affiliate with that old lifestyle. If you go to bed with dogs, you're going to wake up with fleas. If a dog uh, 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 eats its own vomit, it gets more sick. If the pig wallows back in the mire after being clean, he gets dirty. And you know what they say. It's the true saying. When you relapse, it's even harder. You go even harder at what you were doing. You got to say Farewell. A bad habit is hard to break, but like they say, one day at a time, but with Jesus. But if you stay in the set, huh? If you stay in the set, you're bound to get caught up in the set again. Huh? You need Jesus. You need to hear the word, study the word, go to Bible study and pray. You can stop by a meeting every now and then, but you need God more than a meeting. At least some folks, most folks. But some folks, that meeting is their God. That's on them. Uh, what do you say? Uh, we decided to give, we found that we could not, that we were not in control and that we had to give our lives to a higher power. That's a bunch of crap. A higher power. What? The, 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 the doorknob? The tree? The tree? The building, that's just a farce for not saying we decided to give our life to God. That's the only higher power. But you don't want to believe it. Uh, we find that we, we, we were totally unmanageable and we couldn't do this by ourselves. And so uh, we gave it to our higher power. There's no other higher power than Jesus Christ. Let me get the record straight. There's no other name given amongst men through which by one must be saved. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Why? He rose from the dead. The Buddha, Muhammad, Hare Krishna, who else? You got to cut that loose. That's why you got to leave those folks at home because you are building, working on a new home, eternal in heavens, not made by hands. Hopefully someday. That's why you got to keep your hand on the plow. You can't look back. Don't look back. No more excuses. If you look back, you set yourself up for not walking and following Christ. You can't see nothing forward looking backwards. I know some things are hard to forget, and you can't forget, but as long as you keep looking forward, those things will start to diminish in its power over you. Look forward to the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Keep your hand in Jesus' hand. Keep your hand on the plow. That's what Jesus said. No man having put his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let me put it to you like this. My daddy used to plow. And I asked him about plowing. And you got a mule and you got a strap and you got a plow. But you got to hold that mule and hold, you got to hold that plow because the plow, it, it, the mule is pulling the plow. And as long as he is pulling the plow and you walking with the plow, you're walking straight. And you ever see those fields uh, 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 farm, farmland, how, how they plow in the, in, the, in the line is straight. That's because they don't use mules no more too much, but they're using the plow machines. But back in the day, They had a a, a mule and a plow plow handle. But as you plow, and that line is straight, and if you look back as you plow it, them lines are going to go like this. You can't look back. Don't look back. It's death. It's misery. It's hurt. It's pain. It's trial. It's tribulation. Looking back is no good. Look forward, look forward to the prize of the high calling. That's why Paul said, uh, uh, not that I have apprehended or attained anything, but this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind me and reaching forth into the things that are ahead of me, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus, press toward the mark. Count the cost. Keep your hand on the plow. Leave the things behind and don't look back. Keep seeking the kingdom of God. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and those things that you want and desire will be added unto you. Keep on, Christians. Keep on living. Keep on preaching. Keep on teaching the kingdom of God from the pulpit to the pew. Preach in your conversation. Preach in your conduct. Preach in your walk. Preach in your talk. You don't have to be a preacher to preach. Just tell somebody about Jesus. Teach it in your everyday life. Follow Jesus. No excuses. No excuses. God said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy strength. And thou shalt have no other gods before me. No more excuses. Romans 1.20 says, from the creation of the world, his indivisible attributes has his eternal power. Divine nature have clearly been seen, being understood through what was made. As a result, people are without excuse. You see God every day in the wind, in the trees, in the sky, in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, in the rain, in the sunshine. Every day, that's God. Who? Mother Nature, who? Excuse me. Stop giving yourself excuses and start serving God. Follow Jesus. This whole excuse thing started way back with, with in the garden with Adam. Where, where you, you, Adam used the excuse and blamed it on the woman. God told him not to eat from the fruit of, uh, of the, 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 the tree of life. What's your excuse? God told Moses not to speak to free the people. He said he couldn't do it because he, it was hard for him to talk. What's your excuse? God told Gideon to capture the Midianites. Gideon said, how can I deliver Israel? What's your excuse? Excuses, excuses, excuses. Elijah told Naaman, the commander of the army, to go and watch in the river of Jordan to make himself clean from leprosy. He refused. What's your excuse? God told Jeremiah to to go and speak to the people and be a prophet. He said, I don't know how to speak. What's your excuse? But when you follow God, there is no excuse. Moses delivered the children of Israel. Gideon conquered the Midianites without using a weapon, torches and trumpets with torches and trumpets. Naaman washed in the Jordan and was clean. Jeremiah's mouth was filled with the word of God and he prophesied over the sins and the judgments of Israel for about 40 years. What's your excuse? Jesus said, if any man will follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me daily. What's your excuse? Jesus is calling you today. The one who died on Calvary shed his precious blood when they put nails in his hands, nails in his feet, pierced him in the side, and the blood came streaming down. And they laid him in a bar tomb, and he died. Jesus is calling you today. Behold. I stand at the door and knock. If any man would let me in, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Stop making excuses as as to why you will not follow Christ. Stop giving yourself reasons not to commit your life to God. Stop giving yourself reasons not to go to church, to be committed to a a, a church ministry. Stop delaying and procrastinating. Get up out your bed. Get up out your comfort zone. Get up out from watching TV. Get up off the internet. Get up off the, the computer. Get up from entertaining yourself with the pleasures of the world. The Bible says love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is not of the, of the Father, but is of the flesh. The lust of the flesh, self-pleasures and gratification. The lust of the eyes, things that I see, and the pride of life, anything of the world. Stop making excuses as to why you would not follow Jesus. He said, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Give it to Jesus. What's your excuses? I know you're going through some things. You might have some troubles, some trials and some tribulations, some pains and some sorrows and some heartaches and some tears. I know, I know, I know. But he is a burden bearer. He is a heavy load carer. He's bread when you're hungry, water when you're thirsty. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Follow Jesus.